0: And welcome to Blizzard Watch, your podcast for all the news and views about the games of Blizzard Entertainment. I'm your fill-in host today, Ann Stickney, and I'm joined by Alex Seabart who is playing the role of me. I don't know, Alex.
1: Why do we always do this? That when someone is missing or like there... at the end, we have to like trade places? Is
0: there, like, are we trading places today? Am I Rossi today?
1: I, I mean, I guess. I guess that's what we do. You're Rossi and I'm Anne, because, I don't know, we have an obsession. I don't with know how to be
0: Rossi, though. Like, I don't think Rossi giggles anywhere near as much as I do, and I'm really sorry. That's fine. Okay. All right. Well, whatever. Anyway, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, and you and your brand new microphone, you're going to make me sound even worse than usual.
0: I'm so sorry. I have a microphone for you, and once I can actually, like, get out of my driveway and get to a post office, I will be sending it in your direction.
1: What you need to do is install a ski lift.
0: Uh, no. No.
1: <laughs> so you can you know get from your place all the way down the mountain into town and ride it back up
0: unfortunately while that is an excellent idea and i would be all for it like with a zip line or something that would also be cool like a zip line down and then a ski ride yeah. up um the land in front of my house like the canyon and everything down in front of it that's all blm land and owned by the government and i'm pretty sure they'd make a frowny face if i tried to do any major construction on it
1: well um then just sled down and to get back up pull an inspector gadget and have your helicopter blades come out of your head and fly back home (laughs) pull an inspector gadget yeah okay no seems easy enough
0: no that doesn't work so what have you been up to this week oh a lot of XCOM
1: 2 not so much the Blizzard games because come on it's XCOM can
0: you tell me about XCOM 2 because a lot of people are talking about it on Twitter and I have no idea what this game is like what kind of game is it
1: it's I'm not the best person to describe it because I know there are a lot of really hardcore XCOM fans and I'm like a casual XCOM fan my first one was XCOM Enemy Unknown which was the more I'm assuming one.
0: it's not like an RPG or anything in
1: a way it is really it's like a turn-based tactical thing where you fight aliens.
0: Turn-based, like Final Fantasy old school turn-based, you choose an attack <laughs> and then wait for your enemy to go? Or turn-based yeah. as in...
1: Uh, okay, so like there's a map, right? Like, right. It's, it's like kind of an overhead isometric thing. And there's a map, and the the map is a grid. And you can move so many spaces. Okay. Per, your soldier can move so many spaces in a turn. Like you have okay. to take cover and so forth. So you get, you can, you know, get better gear and better weapons. So it has those RPG elements and they all have, there's like hit chances and crit chances. So there are definitely these RPG elements. So it's half RPG, half like military tactical turn-based strategy shooter. Is there thing. a
0: story behind the game? Yes. Uh,
1: there's a lot of
0: story, really?
1: There is an alien invasion and you are part of the XCOM organization that was founded to not let aliens. Okay. And you're, you're the commander of this group. And you have to kind of work through the campaign and figure out how to stop the aliens. And um, I don't know how the old XCOMs one were. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics is a good comparison. Kind okay. Of from all right. That, that,
0: that immediately there. All right.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if the old XCOMs are like this because I never played the ones from the 90s. But it seems like there's a lot of um, a love letter to sci-fi in general in okay. it. Like all of the alien enemies are these old sci-fi tropes like you have the little green men uh and you have the first the first x, well x enemy unknown had the thin man which was the slender man dudes and there's um just like all of the old pulpy sci-fi alien archetypes you can think of those are the things you fight in the
0: okay all right well speaking of it's games
1: fun. and notorious for uh the random number generator just brutalizing
0: it. oh because
1: if you have bad luck, your dudes will die and you have to eat.
0: That sounds, I can't decide if that sounds enjoyable or not. It doesn't immediately pique my interest, so I think I'll give that one a pass. I just, everybody, you, everybody on settings. Twitter is talking about this thing right now. That's why I was wondering yeah. about it, because I, I can't turn a corner without somebody going, oh, XCOM. Anyway. It's a lot of
1: fun. And I play, there's four difficulty settings and I play on the second lowest difficulty, so it's not brutally hard for me. Uh, sometimes I do get screwed by oh I missed 10 times in a row and shots (laughs) I definitely should have made and now I'm dead and that still happens every now and then but uh, it's not too
0: bad yeah all right well speaking of games there was like a big game this weekend and I'm very excited about that because um Colorado won it and my dad's very happy because he's been waiting I think like 18 years or something i don't remember how long he's been waiting to see the broncos win another super bowl but he finally got to see it so uh, on As, his, the year that he turns 87 so he's well, like, yeah. yeah he's happy
1: <laughs> i i might be full of crap because i don't follow football but haven't the broncos gotten pretty close
0: Several years, many several years, years. and there was one year where they were actually in the Super Bowl against the Seahawks, and I don't even know what happened because within like the first five minutes, it was like Peyton Manning just kind of, I had no idea what he's. I, Um, they got run over. They got run over so hard, and the Seahawks are a really good team. So I mean,
1: (laughs) okay. Here's before we started recording this show, we were Mm -hmm. talking about Super Bowl commercials. Yes. And I brought up the last time I think I really watched the Super Bowl was when the Budweiser Frogs were a thing. Apparently that commercial was running in 97,
0: 98. Yeah. So when I,
1: when I said, haven't the Broncos come close, I was thinking of a specific Super Bowl because I live in Wisconsin. It was Packers. Broncos when the Broncos won over the Packers in Super Bowl 32 in 1998
0: That was the last one that they won and my dad has been waiting for them to win ever since. <laughs>
1: So apparently that's what close, well, like recently is to me is 1998.
0: Now when they, brought, when they brought Peyton Manning on, all of a sudden the team was like really good again for the first time in a while. So yeah, my dad's happy and I'm happy that my dad's happy because baseball is about to start. And I know the Rockies are just going to be awful this year. And that's enough of sports talk. I swear. So we should probably get into the actual show and talk about today's news because there's some good stuff. First off, before we do anything else blizzard is celebrating its 25th anniversary this week yeah and um that's interesting because i'm pretty sure there are people playing world of warcraft who were born after blizzard entertainment (laughs) became a thing (laughs) like they're younger than blizzard entertainment a lot of people (laughs) would have been four years old yeah I'm, i'm actually uh Now, I'm wondering, when they say the 25th anniversary, is that the 25th anniversary of when they became Blizzard? Because before that, what were they? They were like Silicon and Synapsis or something, weren't they?
1: Silicon and Synapse, or Synapse and Silicon, something like
0: that. Yeah, it was before that. So what I'm wondering is, does the 25 years encompass that period of time? Or is it the period of time in which they formally took the name Blizzard Entertainment from then onward? I
1: don't know, but um, Trade Chat put out this like 40-minute video Wow! about the history of Blizzard. And I bet that information is in there, but I haven't had time to watch a 40-minute video yet. So, Boy, um... if
0: I had four <laughs> minutes to myself, that would be a good thing to watch, all right.
1: <laughs> but uh, Mike Morheim tweeted and said he enjoyed that video. So apparently it's really good,
0: and I gotta people should watch
1: it. it. I just haven't
0: had a chance to yet. Yeah, I gotta watch it, because I always like watching Um, but yeah, so 25 years, 25 years that Blizzard has been around doing games and it's weird because I didn't think that they had that many IPs. Like, you know, they had Warcraft, Diablo, Starcraft, and I didn't really think about the fact that, oh yeah, there are a lot of other games that were produced by Blizzard during that year. Like you, every now and again, you're reminded that Lost Vikings was a thing.
1: Right. The really (laughs) early stuff was kind of a novelty that, uh, didn't. It only survives as jokes in other stuff, like Lost Vikings right. being in Heroes of the Storm and so well, forth.
0: You can, I think they have it. I think you can it will, download it have, there on their uh, arcade thing.
1: Yeah, they do. Um, I have Blackthorn on my computer, and I thought it would be a really good idea to stream that one day when there was server maintenance.
0: Oh no, Blackthorn really shows its age, and by really showing <laughs> its age, it's like, I mean, it really shows its age. I,
1: I launched the game, and I was like, I'm not sure about this, but we'll see. And I don't think we've had actual lengthy server maintenance since, so maybe that's a good thing.
0: Probably. I don't think we have. It's been a while. We had some PTR patch notes come out, and all the PTR patch notes, I think it was like a single line. Um, It was a single line of text, and all it said was that client support for Battle.net infrastructure changes, including some memory optimizations. That's all it said. That's that's the entirety of the PTR patch notes that came out.
1: <laughs> so it's been a bit slow. Well, yeah, I mean, well, I don't
0: know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing with Battle.net. Good question. Though
1: I'm not going to give them grief for being good at keeping the servers up. No. And, and Tuesday maintenance has just been rolling restarts for months. I think. I know, and, and, and it's, it's great.
0: Up. It's great. That's fantastic. So the other big thing that just actually came out this morning with so much information. Overwatch is back. The Overwatch beta is back. The Overwatch closed beta is back. If you had Overwatch closed beta access prior to all of the servers going down for the holiday break, you still have it. and You can log in now and there's a whole bunch of new stuff to See, do. See,
1: I forgot that the beta invite I got was for a stress test weekend. Mm-hmm. I forgot that I only had it for one weekend. So <gasps> when... When the beta was reopening today, I was like, "Cool, I'll log in and check the skins." I didn't have beta access.
0: I was oh, like, "Oh, no. that's right."
1: And then an hour later, I got an email that says, "Welcome to the closed beta of Overwatch." I was like, okay yeah, speaking
0: of which, if you are not in the Overwatch beta, they are sending out. They're rolling out some more invites. I don't know how big a number that is, but uh, check your email. Keep an eye on your email, and more importantly, keep an eye on your Battle.net account because it. I would trust the Battle.net account. Yeah, more than I would trust any email that you get.
1: <laughs> or log in directly to Battle.net and check your game licenses. Don't click on any links. Or... Yeah,
0: don't click on anything like that. But usually, uh, if your account has been flagged, what'll happen is if you log into the launcher, all of a sudden the Overwatch thing will be lit up. To yeah, you'll you... have
1: you'll have a play button. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, and do something.
1: And the the new stuff is kind of a big deal, I think. Uh, they added skins. They added lots of other customization stuff like emotes, uh, animations, and sprays.
0: The one that kind of makes me happy, and I I kind of want to see it in action, is apparently there's... Okay, so here's what's going on here. There is a a new progression type of thing that they've implemented with Overwatch. And what happens is you gain experience, and you gain experience by just playing the game. You don't... as, As far as I can see so far, and keep in mind that I haven't actually logged on the beta yet because... I have not had time to do so, but I may do that later this evening. Uh, what happens is when you play the game, you gain experience. Uh, I haven't heard anything about winning giving you more experience or than losing a game. It's just you play, you get experience, and you gain levels. And every time you gain a level, you get this loot box. And in that loot box can be one of those cool things like a skin or a spray or an animation. Or uh, I believe they said there's like uh, character portrait frames and things like that. I don't... Kaplan was talking about a lot of that stuff in the video that he posted. The one that I'm specifically interested in is it's like an animation thing, but it's specifically for, uh, you know, when you have the highlight reel play. Yeah. And it shows the best play of the game. OK, so there is animations in place where your character will do something really cool before it kicks into the highlight reel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was looking at some of those in Reaper has a really creepy one. Yeah. And that he's away in the background and he does his shadow step thing where he fades into the ground and he comes back up right in front of the screen. (laughs) It's like a super close up of him just creeping back into the frame. (laughs) Uh, The skin that I really want is the Doc Holliday McCree skin.
0: I really like and I mean, I don't play the character at all. And I probably should, because I should probably pick up something besides a tank. I I really like the tank characters. Like, I'm way into the tank characters. So, um, yeah. But Mercy, I believe it's Mercy. Oh, yeah.
1: Hers are really good. Yeah.
0: She's got. Do you see the one that looks like it looks like a Viking slash Valkyrie sort of winged uh, helmet? Okay, that one is cool.
1: Like shield maiden thing, yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that one. I think that one's fantastic. And then there's also there's a blue variant Mercy skin, which I think is cool because uh we had Noxie do the blue variant <laughs> yeah. mercy wallpaper. So I'm like, Oh look, there's actually like a skin that matches the wallpaper kind of sort of now. That's pretty cool. <laughs>
1: yeah, um uh, just the Doc Holiday. They, they didn't even try hiding that it's meant to be Doc Holiday, which I think is great yeah it's doc holiday from tombstone and tombstone is one of my favorite movies and it's just it looks like doc holiday uh, you can get uh dialogue lines where he doesn't get the line right i think mccree says i'll be your huckleberry when that's not what he says in the movie yeah. but uh, says i'm your huckleberry but it doesn't matter the line is there even if it's wrong and it just looks like hey mccree is val kilmer as doc holiday now which is great
0: And can we talk about, like, the alternate Tracer skins? Because there's some really cool Tracer skins.
1: (laughs) There are. Punk Tracer's amazing.
0: The Punk one is just absolutely, like, amazing. There's some really, really good... uh, Is it Symmetra? Symmetra?
1: Yeah, Symmetra. um, There's a few of them, and she has one of them. It makes me a little bit nervous. Yeah. Um, There's a few that they just went, like, straight up religious imagery beyond just oh here's an angel it's like here's a specific deed i'm like "Mm, i don't know maybe it'll be okay i don't think so though
0: it's (laughs) really pretty it's really pretty and i like how um with the mercy skins there's some now that have horns where it's like oh we had angel mercy now we've got devil mercy (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i thought that was pretty cool so yeah there's a whole variety of skins and things and we have a bunch of screenshots available goth zarya Goth Zarya is actually pretty cool. Um, so yeah, we have a bunch of those screenshots available on our website. Um, on top of that, there's a new game mode available and that game mode is called control. Control to me, it sounds a little bit like, I don't know, capture a checkpoint in the Rathi Basin or something like that, but Maybe not. Um, But what happens is on control maps, two teams, they fight over a series of objective areas, and it's like a best in three, so you have to win two out of three. Um, And when a team is in control of that objective area, they'll make progress towards capturing it. So it's kind of like a capture the flag type thing. Whichever team gets to 100% first, they win the round. So there's up to three rounds, and it's the best two out of three. Um, And each round i think it's like there's two new maps correct there's um, one in china
1: the only one i haven't because i got my beta invite pretty much when we before we we're going to record so i didn't okay. i haven't logged in i know uh madacus mentioned nepal
0: there's nepal and then there's also um and i'm probably going to mangle the pronunciation i am so sorry in advance i think it's called Li, lijiang lijiang tower it's it's like it's China. It's a Chinese metropolis is basically what it is. Um, and I'm kind of looking forward. Anytime there's a new map, I always enjoy looking at the new maps because the maps are really interactive. And by really interactive, I mean, you could smash like everything. Is, is, is
1: it the actual Lijiang Tower? Yes. Like the real world place?
0: Probably. Quite possibly. It may be a backdrop for it. I don't know. I guess we'll find out when we play. Um I believe Maticus is planning on streaming some of that tonight. I don't know whether or not I'm going to jump in with him or not. It depends on how much of the rest of my work I get done today.
1: And, and lest we forget to mention it, you get these loot boxes through just gameplay is leveling up, but you can also buy them. From- oh, you can? So Yeah. Uh, oh. the, it. I'm trying to, we don't know exactly how it works yet other than it's, you will be able to buy something. Um, there's like, Overwatch credits listed as prices next to celebrities
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, no. That, that was mentioned. Kaplan mentioned that in his video. He said you could get the loot boxes for credits. And I'm like, well, what's a credit? And then I didn't get far enough in the video to see I what exactly
1: a credit is. It
0: seems
1: <laughs> to me that you pay cash money for credits.
0: Perhaps. Maybe I'm wrong. Perhaps. And
1: if you get something out of a box, you don't pay for it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. The only other thing that I can think of is that perhaps the XP and progression to get the loot boxes, you get that by just playing the game, and it doesn't matter whether you win or lose, but in order to get credits, perhaps you get credits if you win a game. Maybe. Maybe? I don't know. I guess we're going to have to play with that and find out. Obviously, we're a little, I wouldn't say rusty on this. It's just all of this information just came out right before we started recording the show. Yeah.
1: (laughs) um and i think it's worth noting for people who don't play a lot of these um overwatch isn't free to play but it's it's basically like it free to play for some it's fun. this kind of gambling system these boxes and stuff like it's totally standard for multiplayer shooters
0: these days however uh, everything in overwatch all of the stuff in the loot boxes it's cosmetic only it does not affect your gameplay there, it, there are no gameplay boosts. There's nothing you can... There's no stim packs or things like that. Yeah. It's just, it's just cosmetic stuff.
1: Just cosmetic. But there are ga- games that aren't exclusively cosmetic. Like, uh, if you want a really good gun, you have to gamble for it. You know, put $5 right into your computer and pull the thing, and maybe you'll get a gun you want. Or... Um, I could be wrong. I think it's TF2. Maybe not.
0: Team Fortress
1: where, 2? Yeah, TF2. Not the gun one, but I think TF2 system. I could be wrong. I have never played TF2.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: Isn't it like you, from playing, you can get a lockbox and it goes in your inventory, but to open it, you have to pay money? So you are permanently holding on to the Really? Really? It might not be TF2. I know there's a popular shooter that does that. Wow. You you have to buy the key.
0: That is just, that's cruel.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's
0: cruel. We're going to give you this thing. It's a shiny thing. You don't know what's in it. And you got to pay us to find out. That, that's just awful. That's terrible.
1: So I, I think when you put Overwatch up against these other shooters, the loot box system, it's not too bad.
0: That's that's like beyond. That's that's terrible. All right. Well, we should probably jump into the emails because we do have several of those today. So um, let's see here. First one is from Pl- Pliskin. I'm gonna say Pliskin. 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 Who says, hello, everyone on the podcast. First time writer, long time listener. How would you guys feel about a dungeon that has zero impact on lore or the current expansion it's in and is just somewhere new to explore and kill the mobs for their loot? Like a long dungeon crawl. Personally, I think it would be fun to just punch guys in the face and steal their stuff.
1: Thoughts? Do You mean that it has no story whatsoever or it just has no impact on like the overarching? Zero
0: story impact. So I'm assuming that you just run in, grab stuff. Get
1: out. I mean, it, it, like a Diablo-style rift or something, or it's just yeah. a, here's that's, some mobs, go I'm punch in the face.
0: That's what I'm, I'm
1: good with that. Yeah, I'm cool, sure. I mean, wow, it's ultimately, uh, eventually, I get tired of punching the same things in the face, and something new to punch in this face, or something that it's not central to anything. Yeah, sure. If it's a game, if it's fun, not everything has to be part of the narrative, and that's kind of a, that's kind of almost how I feel about places like ashran and pvp um it really didn't make sense in the narrative but they tried to give it a narrative anyways and i think if they hadn't bothered i, I don't said, know this why they bothered with the
0: narrative i don't think they should have bothered with the narrative honestly
1: yeah if they're just like here's where you go to pvp this expansion i'd be like cool and i think they can do that with other stuff too it was like ah, this dungeon you know it's just you fight stuff and you get cool stuff and maybe it's fun just go do it uh i don't think Every single thing in the game must tie into this central narrative.
0: I think that... I think it does. And the only reason I think it does is because they've placed such a heavy hand on the narrative and how the narrative influences everything. However, I don't think it needs to be heavy-handed. Because when, when you say dungeon crawl, like a long dungeon crawl, I immediately think of... The treasure scenario from Throne of Thunder, from the Isle of Thunder. You know the one I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, where you get the keys and you get to go in and you just, like, run around. And with that one, you had to use your abilities and stuff to kind of, like, sneak around mobs and things like that. But really, all you were in there for was to grab treasure chests and go. And I could see something like that. Was that tied to the narrative? Yeah, kind of loosely because it was the Thunder King's treasure trove or whatever. But there wasn't... There wasn't any giant story. You didn't get anything big out of beating the bad guy at the end. You just got more loot. (laughs) That was fun. I liked um,
1: that. The bigger deal to me is I think dungeons can just be their own, have their own story.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, It can be like, oh, there's some gnolls living here. They're kind of a nuisance. Let's go smash them. Do those gnolls have anything to do with the Burning Legion invasion? No.
0: But but it's a
1: fun little adventure.
0: Yeah. And there are some fun little adventures just in, in the questing experience so far. I'm not really going to get into spoilers too much, though. Um, but there's there's like quests that don't... I mean, it is isn't all, oh, heavy-handed, oh, we have to defeat the Burning Legion, blah, blah, yada, yada. And honestly, there's a large chunk of quests and things around in, in various areas. Valshara is not so much. Valshara is pretty serious, but out in um, High Mountain in particular... There's several quest chains where it's like, oh, wow, this is really tongue-in-cheek and kind of funny. Um, So they haven't lost the humor side of things, and not everything is about the Burning Legion, which is nice. I just think the way
1: expansions are structured, where every single dungeon, every single everything, gets looped into these one or two story arcs each expansion, and are restricted to these new areas. I think it actually makes Azeroth feel smaller. It
0: does a little because
1: for for two years at a time. You see this small piece of this world when we know that this world is huge. We, we just get shuttled from one room to the next and never get to like explore and, and go beyond the confines of that room. I think you could have while we're having this big Legion crisis. Oh, there's some dumb thing happening over in Duskwood. Can you go deal with that? Well, Duskwood's Can you probably go check
0: that example. out because people are kind of freaking out a little bit. Yeah, yes. It's like, I know you've got big
1: stuff going on, but if you have time, go deal with this weird sorcerer doing sorcery stuff. He's bothering me. Like, sure, I got time. I'll go smash that sorcerer that has nothing to do with anything.
0: That's also, for me, that's kind of where a lot of the scenarios in Mists Pandaria fit. Where they weren't necessarily, like, big things that had, like, gigantic... Obviously, there were some scenarios that did. Like, you know, Dagger in the Dark and the last two that they put out. But, like... The first round of scenarios were really, I mean, with one of them, it was like, help defend us, defend our beer festival from yeah. invaders. I mean, that was great. That
1: and was fantastic. And one was, help me make beer, yeah. fight off these Naga or whatever they were while I try to get hit by lightning for some reason.
0: Ah, oh, and then, yeah, Pirate, um, Pirate Monkey Island. I love that one. You know, for
1: all of the scenarios, like, I spammed scenarios because I was DPS and it was easy to do them. Yeah. I think I got that one a total of twice. Really? It just never showed up. Really. Ah, every me. time
0: I got that one, it was fantastic. Cause I I loved that one in particular because, I mean, number one, it's monkey pirates and things like that. But number two, the entire second phase of the thing where you were running around getting beer, yeah, a- and you had to get enough beer. There were like zip lines all over that island that you could grab and slide to the other end.
1: <laughs> like I, I that. quite they enjoyed were that. Great. Because I was a rogue.
0: Yeah. So- yeah. I could kind
1: of split off from my group and retrieve no, I was retrieve always, a lot of this stuff myself.
0: Yeah. Just sneak around the Island and go, yep. Yep. sneak around the Island, get in your, rooms. you guys <laughs> handle the beach. The... I got this other stuff.
1: Yeah. It was one of the few times in recent memory that people were happy to have a rogue in our group. Yeah. I'm like awesome. A rogue. They can go get all the beer. No problem.
0: <laughs> we don't even have to worry about you. Yeah. It was fun. It was a yeah. lot of fun. That one was, that one was my favorite. Um, but, yeah, it, it feels like, to me, that's the place that, that that dungeons like this should fill. Like, that's what scenarios should fill, is they should fill, like, those short dungeon crawls that you go in to just, like, get some loot, have some fun, do a dungeon crawl. It doesn't necessarily have to do anything to do with the story, you know. Use
1: the rest of the world.
0: Yeah. Use the entire world. You don't have to use, I mean, Missa Pandaria, it was just Pandaria for the most part. There was the one that they did out in Dunmoro that was that was that had like there were story elements to that one but even then i mean you could do a scenario anywhere so do more of them i like those you know yeah i mean
1: oh some new guys being a jerk in deep hole when's the last time we went to deep hole we can do that now put a scenario in deep hole
0: yeah (laughs) let us go down there
1: (laughs) break our feet
0: break our toes all right so moving on next email is from elemente who has emailed us before orc shaman from Arkmont west times. yes many many times uh and elemente says i remember you guys speculating that the ancients seemed to be Azeroth's own creations as opposed to being empowered or created by the titans there are hints however that goldren had been present on Dranor before the two worlds were linked by the dark portal and the description of rhaegar earthfury's master skin in heroes of the storm says the following long ago the spirit of logosh revealed itself to the orc clans of draenor to this day his ferocity and feral instincts still serve as a guide to the shaman of the earthen ring Two. Tachric Ragehowl, an orc at the Shrine of Goldrin in Mount Hyjal, says the following. Logosh is the spirit of the hunter, the animal instinct that kicks in when one smells food or sees one's children in jeopardy. He has always been with us, a part of our horde, in our instincts and our blood. He has appeared in many forms, both on our world and here. On Azeroth, he's seen as a great white wolf, ferocious and cunning. The night elves call him Goldrin. There's also a questline in Terracar Forest that asks players to bring back an unnamed wolf spirit forgotten by the orcs through a special ceremony. What do you make of this? Could the Atrians be, in fact, universal embodiments of certain characteristics that can manifest on different worlds? Could this be why there are wolves on Draenor too? Do you have any thoughts, Alex?
1: No, I'm still processing. What's okay. your theory?
0: Okay. First off, your your first point about, you know, Rhaegar, Earth Fury's Master Skin, Heroes of the Storm. Nothing in Heroes of the Storm can be taken remotely as canon for World of Warcraft. Ever. That is all alternate universe stuff. It's not cross universe stuff. Anything that is stated, I mean, you have like Blood Elf Toronto Whisperwind. That never happened, okay? So Heroes of the Storm is its own entity off to the side. So we can toss that out of the way. However Basically
1: the only thing of of the only skin in Heroes that sticks to generally sticks to the game's respective canon is the very is the base skin.
0: Uh, Yeah. A
1: Anything little, beyond that is a the Rose team taking over.
0: But at the same time, at the same time, you just you you don't want to take the canon from one game and apply it to another game. Just, just don't do that. However, there's more than enough other stuff that you mentioned here to to kind of point to that. Um, I, I I should say that 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 whole. ...thing about the ancients being Azeroth's own creation. That's not speculation. That was something in one of the novels that was released. Um, I believe... I think it was Wolfheart. I believe it was Wolfheart, the beginning of Wolfheart. Although it might have been the War of the Ancients, but I'm pretty sure it was Wolfheart. Anyway, I have like a million different novels going on in my head right now. And I'm saying Wolfheart because I'm (laughs) looking at my desk and Wolfheart is sitting on top of the stack. Um, We're talking about
1: wolves, so let's say yes.
0: Yeah, we'll go ahead and say that. Um, But anyway... Uh, it it doesn't matter. As as far as that's concerned, it's been stated that the ancients were kind of Azeroth's own creation as opposed to something that was put there by the Titans. Uh, And it's entirely possible that other worlds could have had ancients along those lines too. It's also possible, I mean, the way that Rage Ragehowl talks about it, and, and, he, you know, he says, it's the spirit of the hunter, animal instinct, blah, blah, blah. It's all very metaphorical. It's not like a literal wolf type thing situation. And it may be, I mean, particularly with the frost wolves, there was already a heavy influence with wolves and things like that anyway. So it may be that that just kind of like they saw Goldrin and they went, oh, wow, that's like the spiritual embodiment of that thing that we have on our world that we call Logosh. This is like, that's weird. It exists. Like. But it think... exists as an actual wolf on your world. On our world, it's like a spirit. We don't we don't see it. In in both uh,
1: our world and fictional worlds, when you're talking about things that are spiritual or metaphysical or, or religious in some way, I think people are going to speak in metaphor and kind of interpret it from their own perspective. Yeah. Like, um, I believe there's a. Torin druid in game that claims to be the first druid yep and uh the creative development Blizzard, the people who write the lore like it's not true
0: yeah mickey <laughs> it's nielsen, not true mickey nielsen himself said no that's not he said malfurion storm was the first druid now i've the way that i interpret that interpreted that was that the Torin may have had druidic tendencies before malfurion came along but they didn't call it druidism. It was something else entirely. And the Night Elves were the first people to use the term druid and use that as a specific thing and use that as like a specialization. Um, and maybe the Torians were practicing similar kinds of magic, but it wasn't called druidism back then.
1: And and everybody wants to claim that, no, they were really the first or they're really the most or so forth. And I I think... Even if this person, this orc, isn't saying, oh, it's just, you know, the same but different, or whatever. I think they want to identify with th- their own spirits and the Azerothian spirits. Like, they kind of yeah. want to feel well, they that want. Way.
0: They want that link because Azeroth, Azeroth is kind of their new home. Draenor doesn't exist anymore. It was blown up. So they're looking for, I don't know, maybe they're looking for elements of their own home. But regardless, Logosh was definitely. It was it was something they viewed as a spirit. Whether or not Logosh actually existed on Draenor, we don't know. It might have just been like a concept or a dream or something that the spirits talked about. But it it I don't think that there's any record of any kind of manifestation of a giant wolf god on Draenor. Um, and as far as your question, you know, could this be why there are wolves on Draenor too? No, there's wolves on Draenor just because there's wolves on Draenor. There's wolves on Draenor because Blizzard thought it would be cool. You know, it's, like, <laughs> there's there's wolves everywhere. There's rats everywhere. I mean, like, it doesn't matter what world you're on, there's rats there.
1: Didn't they have <laughs> to do a thing where they didn't... When they first conceptualized all this stuff, they didn't really plan, like, oh, what's the, uh, you know, flora and fauna of Draenor compared to Azeroth? You know, they just do what sounds cool? Like, um, what's the dragon orc clan? They kind of had to, like, retcon it to make... The Dragon sense. Maw. The Dragon Maw. Yeah. Like, so they came to Azeroth, known as the Dragon Maw. There's no dragons
0: on Draenor. No, Well, there's those those fey dragon things, but I and don't a guy, which they get added the feeling. Like 20 like,
1: years later, and I don't think that the Dragon Maw clan would name themselves after, like, fairy pixies.
0: Yeah, I know. I just, I can't really see that happening.
1: Though Brightwing so, is pretty vicious
0: uh, Brightwing, I'm sorry, you know, if we want to go back to Heroes of the Storm, Brightwing is just a little unsettling. <laughs> I loved the trailer for Brightwing when it came out. That was, um, yeah.
1: Um, the They just thought wolves would be cool, and the frost wolves would sound cool, and the Dragon Maw would sound cool, These are no dragons.
0: Yeah. They weren't really thinking long-term, oh, we're going to make an MMO out of this and expand the whole canon of the universe and everything to a point where, whoops, I guess we have to explain the Dragon Maw now. No, they never really thought that far ahead. They were just making a cool game, you yeah. know. Now they're making a cool game, but it's so big that they kind of have to keep an eye. That is why Blizzard has historians. The more you know. So anyway, uh, moving on to the next question, though. Uh, Hello, love the show. I was just wondering if you guys could discuss the topic of spoilers and how you feel it's best to deal with them. I appreciate the way... I appreciated the way Blizzard Watch handled the Star Wars situation, but when it comes to WoW things, sometimes it feels a little overprotective. I mean, the queue was originally Ask a Beta Tester, correct? I guess I was hoping you guys could just discuss how you feel, how you each feel about spoilers and when they expire. Thanks, Concerta? Concerta? I'm going to call her Concerta? Yeah. Ravencrest. We
1: might might get in a fight about this one.
0: Probably. (laughs)
1: Um... Now, you were
0: around for the Beta Tester days, so I'm just going to let you take over for a little bit. So, my
1: feeling on spoilers is we try to be respectful and not spoil people, but I really think we shouldn't have to. Uh, I think people who don't want to be spoiled, it's on – I mean, no, you shouldn't be a jerk about spoiling things. Like, I shouldn't go on somebody's Twitter feed and directly to them spout spoilers. Like, that's just being a jerk. Um, but if you really don't want to hear World of Warcraft spoilers, um, do what I do. I love the show Arrow. I love it. I love Arrow. If I didn't get to watch an episode and I missed it and I don't want to be spoiled about what happens, I don't go places where they might be talking about Arrow. Yeah. Because it's my responsibility to not be spoiled. Uh, I think it's ludicrous to expect the entire world not to talk about Arrow because somebody might have missed an episode or they're going to watch it later or whatever. Uh, that's absurd. Um, The world isn't beholden to me and my need to not be spoiled. If they want to talk about it and enjoy talking about it, that's their right and they should be able to. Um, We try to be respectful of spoilers because if we aren't, people will get pissed because they don't understand. It's kind of on them to avoid spoilers. If you don't want to be spoiled, don't go places where people are going to talk about them. Okay. (laughs) I feel very strongly. I try to be respectful and not spoil people, but I think it's ridiculous that we have.
0: I am actually kind of the same mindset as far as like the 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 reasoning that you have behind that I do agree with that reasoning and I do the same thing if I don't want to be spoiled for something I usually avoid any and all mention of that thing um I know when I was waiting to go see Star Wars I I blocked Star Wars like I blocked the keyword Star Wars so I didn't see anything related to it for which the made record. the internet th- a weird place for about a week, but that was okay. You for know? the record, I still haven't seen
1: Star Wars, and I still don't know what happens.
0: Oh, you should go see it. I'm it was saying. really good. It was really good. I enjoyed it. It was. It had the feeling of the original trilogy, and I liked that. I liked that a lot. But anyway, um, as far as Warcraft spoilers go, um, I'm kind of in a different situation because I, I handle lore, and I write about lore, And when I write about lore, particularly with stuff that's on the alpha, I don't want to get too far into details of what goes on in the alpha for two reasons, right? Number one, if I mention something and it's on the alpha, there's every chance in the world that that thing on the alpha that I mentioned is going to disappear before the game actually goes live, which means it's no longer relevant information, which means that my whole article was just a gigantic waste of time. Okay. Number two... I think that a lot of the reason why Myths of Pandaria fell flat with a lot of people is that all of the spoilers for all of the story were out like before the expansion came out. You know, before the expansion even went into beta. There were spoilers on who the end boss was. Everybody was like, Oh, it's gonna be Garage Hellscream. Okay, cool. But then you go into that you go into that expansion. with the expectation, instead of instead of playing the game for what it is and playing through the story the way it was meant to be told and waiting for that reveal, you go through it and you're just sitting there twiddling your thumbs waiting for Garrosh to show up because you know he's the bad guy. So um, it takes away some of the impact. Now, now keep in I mind. Think, I
1: think I think they could have told a perfectly fine story if we knew the ending. Eh. If if you know the ending. The part that needs to be important is the journey of getting there. And if the journey of getting there is what's flat, then that's the bigger problem. And there's, there's probably, probably no a bigger
0: problem there, yeah, I suppose. But at the same time, I, I tend to be respectful of people who don't want to be spoiled. Will I talk about various spoiler content? Eh, in my articles, not so much. If somebody is featured in the alpha, like they show up. I may mention that they do show up without giving anything away in the know your lores um, I know when we were talking about artifact weapons, Rossi and I were very careful to label these things as hi, we're talking about alpha information, obviously there's going to be spoilers here, just so people were aware of what was going on with that um, and I know on lore watch lore watch lore watch were kind of no hold barred as far as that goes but we'll usually spend about the first half of the show first three quarters of the show talking about non-spoiler information and then we'll do a spoiler warning so people have the option to turn off the podcast if they don't want to keep listening and then we'll just we'll talk about everything man we don't care (laughs) we will talk about everything and let it all hang out and we just we don't care because we're really excited to talk about the stuff but that's lore watch and that's kind of a different animal it's not it's not written words sitting on a website archive for however long we've got that archive for, you know, and I would hate to have information archived on the website that is blatantly incorrect because it's based on information from an alpha that disappeared, you know?
1: And I think, I think the things that really bother me, I mean, yeah, it bothers, like, I think it's, we should be able to have more freedom to talk about spoilers, how people are getting so furiously angry. Um, but this, I just get frustrated. We get these emails sometimes, or tweets, where it's like, I really wish you guys wouldn't talk about Legion in content that has been released. You should talk more about the current game.
0: Yeah, but there's nothing going like, on with what the current, current game. game? <laughs>
1: wasn't the last piece of content in august
0: you know and and we can talk about mechanics and everything until the sun goes down and it doesn't really matter it's when specifically we start talking about lore and things that are actually happening with the story in game that's where i kind of draw the line and for me i'm okay with talking about it i don't generally um i don't like answering cute questions about it i know we have other people on the site who enjoy answering the legion Cue questions, and they will put a spoiler w- warning in their answer or whatever. I don't like addressing those. And again, it's like like I said, I don't I don't want to talk about something when something isn't finalized yet. I mean, we had that whole thing with the Warlords of Draenor Alpha, right? There was a bunch of dialogue that was data mined that implied that Urel and Mirad were like together. They were a thing. They were totally a thing. And that stuff was completely removed. So people were freaking out about it when it was first to Adamine. They're like, I can't here, believe this is going on. Da, 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 da. And then it was gone. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. Was
1: it gone because they had planned to remove it all along? Or was it gone because people saw it and said, this is really dumb? I don't know. And made them think, like, well, should we go through with this or not?
0: I don't know. But at the same time... We it's can't just, know it's, that unless they say so. Yeah. And it's and for me, you know, I I kind of... I kind of, um, I just want to make sure, particularly with the lore columns, that when I'm presenting information, it's as correct as it can possibly be. And if I'm basing that information on stuff that's not finalized on, on games that haven't even come out yet, to me, that's not enough of a basis to include them in a column. I'll, I'll talk about it briefly. And if I do, I will put a spoiler warning before the break. So people know that there's something in there, but it's just something it's to me it's kind of out of my mind until the expansion comes out also because if I talked about all that stuff and wrote all that stuff up before the expansion came out after the expansion came out what would I write my know your lores about
1: (laughs) I I just think people need to take more personal responsibility about spoilers Uh, if I don't want arrow spoilers I don't go to the arrow forum if I don't want
0: and I I totally agree with that too because I'm sorry but you know we're kind of a news site, so yeah, of course we're going to talk about the current news, and the current news happens to be Legion. Sorry. <laughs> so I don't and, know if that answers your question, Kajerta, but...
1: And I don't, I don't think it's an exaggeration here to say people furious about it.
0: Oh, they get, like, real, upset. Like, they get yeah. real
1: upset. Furious.
0: They get real upset. and And, you know, I understand if you're upset or whatever, but this is what we have to talk about. So yeah, they we're even... going to talk about it. <laughs>
1: I think we even had one where when Legion first went into Alpha, we had a post, which we had, like, spoiler warning for, you know, major spoilers for Legion, click through to see them. So you had to make a deliberate choice to click that link. And I think we got an email where somebody was like, I looked at the spoilers, but I didn't think there would be those spoilers, and I'm so angry. Yeah. You thought it was going to be a specific one spoiler? (laughs) Like, anything else would have made you angry?
0: Okay. What? Yeah. I don't know.
1: If you didn't want spoilers, don't click them.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Just don't don't click on spoiler stuff. We put spoiler warnings up there for people. So I like to think that we're being considerate when we do that. But, I mean, we're not going to not talk about stuff. That's that's just not going to happen. And if you do want to hear Legion lore spoilers and things like that, check out Lore Watch. Because we do. We have been talking about lore spoilers quite a bit, you know, towards the end of the show. So that's that's a good place to get that. Okay. Um moving on here. I don't actually see any kind of a name on this, which makes me sad, but that's okay. We'll read it anyway. Invent a name. What's this person's name now? Uh this person's name is Frederick and Good Frederick name. Frederick is from the uh Madan server in Mars. <laughs> okay. Frederick, the the
1: Frederick
0: Mars has some, server cluster. The, the Mars server cluster, yes. Uh, uh <laughs> frederick has some serious questions for us about the legion alpha okay so um what do we know about getting into the legion alpha i know your account has to be opted in but are there any other requirements anything that makes one person more or less likely to get in i'm a mythic raider and that's the content i enjoy most my raid team fell apart after legion's release date turned out to be so very far away i've been unable to find another group who is looking for a tank so i unsubbed until either i find an open tank slot or the legion pre-patch is released am I still eligible for an alpha beta invite without an active sub is a player who's participated in previous betas more likely to get an invite to this one. I enjoy providing feet or I enjoyed providing feedback for the Diablo three heroes, Missa Pandaria and warlords betas coincidence. It seems like, Most streamers and employees of fan sites have access to the alpha. It also seems like many 1313 mythic guilds have received invites for their entire team. Do high-end raiders seem to have priority? If so, that seems like a very narrow viewpoint and not actually a good idea. Last observation, people who have received bans or reports on their account seem to have been passed over in guilds. Do we actually know anything about this, or is everything speculation? Happy birthday! Thank you. Glad to be a part of your site. Keep it up. We will. Signed, Frederick. Sincerely, Frederick.
1: Frederick, the retired writer from Mars. From Mars. Um, this is a multi-layered question. Uh, it is. In general, is there anything that makes one person more or less likely to get in? In general, no. Uh, I think they've said you know there's no you know there's no.
0: If your computer is very it. obviously running specs that it can't handle, <laughs> that the new expansion can't handle, then you're probably not going to get an invite. Maybe. I
1: don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure if they even look at that anymore because... um,
0: We have Mac users getting Overwatch
1: invites. Mac users getting Overwatch invites, and Overwatch doesn't run on a Mac.
0: Yeah, so that's kind of ridiculous right there. So I guess that's not really an indicator anymore. There was a point in time where you had to upload your, your profile... Do you remember having to do that? You had to upload your profile with all of your system information on it. You
1: run that thing and it pulls your system information. And And it it goes,
0: oh, cool. You have a great graphics card and lots of hard drive space. Or it goes, wow, you're running this on a carrot, like a literal carrot. How are you doing (laughs) that?
1: (laughs) Um, So in general, you know, it's it's I think it comes down to luck. Uh, They might be looking for a specific kind of person at some point, but you don't know if that's you. Uh, You can't become a kind of person they might be looking for without knowing what they're looking for. Um, but uh, I wouldn't say most streamers and employees of fan sites have access to Alpha. Most is a very strong word.
0: On staff who have Alpha, yeah. Alpha access and haven't gotten
1: we, it. Um, we have a few. Yeah. Uh, we have we have We have enough to fill out a five-man dungeon group, but consider when you're looking at all of our columnists and so on and so forth, we have over 20 people on staff.
0: Yeah, we've got like a handful.
1: Maybe uh, so, like maybe one fourth of us.
0: Yeah, not um, not everybody by any means. Um, as far as as far as raid teams being invited, yeah, they're going to invite raid teams, and they're going to do that very specifically to test raid content.
1: Yeah, they would been be doing... a good
0: idea to have raiders to test the raids.
1: Yeah, uh, when you have a very limited alpha test and you want to start testing raid dungeons you can't assume that these people who may or may not know each other on the alpha are going to get 25 people together to try out this boss uh but if you go oh this stable raid on live servers and they have cleared mythic everything they are great candidates to just bring all 25 of them in and check out these bosses
0: they they know what they're doing it's, it's they, how it's, they know how to raid they they know the basics of raiding so we should probably bring them in to test that content out as it was meant to be tested, because you bring in 25 random people together and you're going to get LFR, and that's not a good way to test it.
1: And can you imagine, if they didn't invite raid right teams, could you imagine being a person who's recruiting for a raid guild on the alpha?
0: That's not going <laughs> it's to not happen. It's not going to happen.
1: And then these bosses that they really want to do some alpha slash beta testing with are just not going to get tested. There's no raid group. So yeah. inviting those raid groups is <laughs> the easiest way for them to get those things beta.
0: And they know, they know that those people probably aren't going to go through and test all of the quest content or provide feedback on all of the quest content or stuff like that. Um, they probably aren't going to spend a lot of time testing professions or anything like that. However, what they're there for and what they're going to test absolutely without question is raid stuff. Cause that's what they know. So Yeah. Yeah, they're going to bring in raiders. I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. I really don't. Um, yeah. I would rather have that content tested than have the raids released. And there's no balance. There's no tuning. There's no <laughs> things aren't working right. And they just don't know because they didn't get enough pe- people in there to like check it out. Um, as far as people who have received bans or reports on their account being passed over in guilds. Um,
1: I, I have no clue. Uh,
0: yeah, I have no clue, man. I really don't, and you know, when you when you ask us what do we know about getting into the Legion Alpha, we aren't Blizzard, so we really we really don't know. The only thing that we know with absolute certainty is that you have to be opted in. If you are opted in, then you can be chosen. If you are not opted in, then you will not be chosen, and that's about it. There's no real yeah um magic think, key that you have to like go procure.
1: I think I'm allowed to say this. I think. Uh, Basically how it worked for us is I got an email and said, hey, uh, pick a couple, pick like two people that you'd like to have in the alpha so your site can provide coverage for the community. And I was like, well, um, can I pick a couple more? (laughs) And he was like, give me the names and we'll see. And that's just how it went. So it wasn't like, here's a bunch of keys to give your whole team. It was literally give me two names. That's just how it was.
0: And you have to pick the people who can actually play through the content and write it up in a reasonable amount of time. So it's mm-hmm. not it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, you write for a new site, you're automatically going to get beta invites. Mm-mm, no, it doesn't work that way. I don't think it's, it's ever worked that way for any new site out there, really. It's still
1: pretty. It's still pretty slim. Uh, it's um, if if he just said, oh, here's ten thousand keys, invite whoever you want. Uh, that would make the job so much easier. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, it's pretty selective.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not an automatic and, process. And there it. are
1: people. There are some people on staff who just got in randomly. That they weren't on any list that I gave anybody.
0: They were opted in. They got they a pass. They
1: opted in and they got in. And we have a few people that and there's was no connection to Blizzard Watch at all. They just were opted in and they got invited. Yeah. Uh I think there yeah. So there's a few people it was just pure luck. And I think that's why we can fill out a five matches. And they luck. do
0: they do roll out those invites fairly frequently. So I mean, it's not it's not um it's not out of reach I don't think you should sign it off as a I'm never gonna get in because they're still rolling out invites and things like that so they should they should probably keep doing that over the course of the next several builds or whatever we we're, we're Legion is a long way off yet it really is it, it's 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 not complete yet at all um, uh,
1: I mean and let's be clear uh, about alpha testing is alpha slash beta testing is it fun yeah it can be fun um, at the same time the expansion hasn't been launched yet. I've run High Mountain like six times. Uh, <laughs> You're going to be I, so
0: tired of it by the time. That...
1: <laughs> I'm already really tired of it. And I think I'm just not going to go to High Mountain anymore at all until it goes live. I'm just not going to take another character there because I don't want to ruin it.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and I've run it so many times because like in the case of the Warlock that I was playing on all of our dungeon live streams, uh, I fell through the world, disconnected. And every time I logged into that character, I disconnected again. And the supposed fix to to fix that, because everybody was falling through the world in this specific spot and losing their character. The fix was every now and then on the alpha slash beta slash PTR, you'll just get like a race change or faction change show up. Yeah. And you just pray that a faction change shows up on that character. And I got one and I clicked use it, but I had mail. Oh, no. Sometimes you can't loot things in the alpha. But the loot is supposed to be there, you just can't see it, so it'll automatically get mailed to you through the Postmaster thing. So the Postmaster sent me loot I couldn't see because it was alpha. And because I had mail, which I couldn't check because I was constantly getting disconnected, I couldn't use the faction change that would have fixed the character. Whoops. So I had to delete my level like 105 Warlock or whatever and make it all over again so I can continue doing these new dungeons.
0: Did you hear what happened to Mitch yesterday?
1: uh i did not it was something with the faction change right
0: yeah mitch made a demon hunter and he got a faction change or a race change i think it was a faction change anyway um so he changed the demon hunter but he did it before he got the artifact so it was before he got the spell to go to the class hall and when he did that because he changed it to a blood elf it put him in silver moon and set his hearthstone to silver moon Okay. So there was no way for him to get anywhere. And <laughs> I have no idea if he actually made it to Mardoon and actually finished the artifact quest chain. We summoned him to Dalaran. So at least he could get to Dalaran. <laughs> but I don't know what happened after that. I-, I-, I don't know what happened after that. He was running yeah. around Dalaran waiting for a quest to pop up or something. I don't know. Yeah. So the
1: alphas and betas, I mean, they- they're, they're broken and buggy and so forth. And yeah. I think, People there are people who will go into it and be like, I'm gonna test, it'll be fine. And that's great. There are people who are gonna go in there like, I'm gonna play a completed expansion before everybody else. And they get furious when something like this happens. Um you can't. Like it's alpha for a reason. It's very much buggy and messy.
0: It's not a completed expan it's nowhere near a completed expansion. Like, no.
1: In and particularly <laughs> um uh when I'm playing specifically to, or any of us on staff are specifically playing to provide content or previews or whatever else for our audience. And then something happens that makes us lose hours of progress. We'd put into that specific thing we wanted to show people. It's very frustrating. It's a, um, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse for sure. Um, you, you get pretty angry when you lose hours of progress.
0: All right. Well, we're kind of running out of time here. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash Watch. And your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ad-free site experience. As always, if you want to go ahead and submit a question to this podcast or even for Lore Watch, you can send those to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Thank you very much. And we will see you